The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, that's me, try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing tonight, Steve? I am polished and looking forward to dazzling people with my radiance. Which you very well could do. We did not trip over that intro because our in-between-the-intro area was just such a train wreck that I think we got everything out of the way. (laughs) Hey, we forgot to announce last week was our 100th episode of this show. That shows just how much commitment we have to the cause. Why don't we ever dedicate to ourselves to things that are worthwhile and pay money? Like, Just imagine if we applied our energy and talents to literally anything else else how much further ahead in life we, we would be but here we are yeah. answering this very good lister question here it is Ooh, all right i work in a center with adults <laughs> with special needs this program is currently closed due to the pandemic there is one individual who i have worked with who is a few years older than me let's call her melanie a 30 year old lady with autism has been harassing me since the quarantine started she has been sending me inappropriate texts and voice notes not entirely sure how she got my number by the way constantly hitting on me and making me feel really uncomfortable. I have asked her numerous times to stop, but she has not listened. I would feel bad blocking her as I understand the reason she acts this way is due to her special needs and she simply does not understand social boundaries. I also know that she has been having a hard time in quarantine as the group home she lives in does not always provide the best care and she recently had a close friend pass away from the virus. I want to help her through this hard time, but I really am not comfortable with the way she is hitting on me and making me feel uncomfortable. Any advice? P.S. I have yeah. I have already spoken to my supervisor at work, and he has not been very helpful, so the pressure is all on you. No pressure. All right, go for it. <laughs> all right, James, I got to run to the bathroom. Why don't you handle this one? <laughs> uh, no, what um, – so, okay, so the gal with autism is in a group home, and I'm assuming that means that she is – fairly far on the autism spectrum like on the on the continuum she's uh, more toward the severe end but i would say two things that you can try one is fall back on the rules like uh, rather than asking which sets kind of a, a soft rule set on the hard rule of that you are not allowed or she is not allowed that uh, rule-governed behavior tends to be more easily understood than just sort of the soft social boundaries that we rely on each other to keep. And then the other thing you said, which I think is nice, is that you do care about her and that she lost a friend and she may have some trouble dealing with that. And you, letter writer, might be her person, the one person she trusts more than anybody else. So what I would also suggest is, in addition to the rule, say uh, you, you cordon off, you set aside like a one-hour FaceTime or Zoom meeting, uh, Zoom, if that's uh, HIPAA compliant. I think there's a particular Zoom you have to get, but do something that works or maybe even stop at the group home if you're allowed in or uh, anyway, if you can have like a one hour or a half hour meeting with her and just kind of uh, satiate the hunger she has for contact with you and the soothing that you bring to her, that may help. And she can also... Um, Like at her group home, if she has a calendar, she can cross off days leading to the one that you and she will do your FaceTime or your um, Skype meeting or your Zoom meeting. And if you do a couple a week, that may feel like it's less far off for her. But 
Follow those rules, and I think uh, knowing that she is going to get to see you will eliminate some of the push that she has to see you as much as possible, if that makes sense. Like, she always has a light at the end of the tunnel, and that can help settle her a bit. Always with the soft and easy response, Steve. I, I should have known. I, I was, I'll be the bad guy this week. It's okay. I'll do it. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> soft and easy response? What the heck? It's, uh, you know, I'm going to fall back on that analogy that everybody uses on the, on the airplane. You're supposed to put on your own oxygen first before you put on your, your seatmate's oxygen. If they ever change those emergency procedures, by the way, like half the analogies in the world are just going to fall apart. So we've all, <laughs> we've all based it on that. Uh, but you're, the, the, the letter writer is in a profession where he helps other people. And this is a situation where he needs help, where he feels uncomfortable where his you know he feels emotionally or whatever it's he feels uncomfortable with this so he's got to first and foremost before he can help anybody else he's got to look after himself uh there's no reason for somebody he helps in a professional capacity to be calling him at home on his personal phone so i say first of all just block her number just right off the bat block her number and if she calls you from a different number if you recognize that you know block that number too or just don't answer it i mean the easiest way not to encourage this behavior is just to just you know make sure that she never ever gets a response uh and second i think that the part you said about uh saying it's because of the rules is something good to fall back on you're not the bad guy then when the next time you see her on person not on the phone not in a private zoom meeting but you know at work doing your job you say hey the rules are the rules and this is it and that's how it's got to be because you're you're so worried in here about her feelings that you're really putting bottom priority on your own feelings and uh, you're that you're feeling bad enough that you you wrote into us. Uh, it's unfortunate that your supervisor uh, didn't support you or didn't take a uh, kind of a tougher, more supportive stance on this. That's the idea of you know what supervisors are there for, not just to supervise you, but to support you. Um, you know, I don't think there's any actual danger here or anything like that. Uh, but you know, if you were to swap the genders, if this, if the letter writer were a woman and there was some guy calling her at home, harassing her and stuff like that, I suspect our, our response would be, uh, you know, much harsher, but here it's all oh, this, you know, this is just a lady in a home. She's harmless. Nothing can help of it. I mean, if he, if he feels harassed, if he, if he feels his emotions are, you know, being pressed or whatever, then, then I think the, the first thing to do is just establish that boundary by blocking the number. Then the second step is to go with what you said and say rules are rules. And that's that. Uh, what do you have to say? Well, <clears throat> the uh, the put your own mask on first, I think, is always a good idea for caregivers, uh, whether that's you have an elderly parent or you have uh, a lot of kids like the uh, those that take care of others do have to take care of themselves, too. The one caveat I would add that makes this a little different, James, is the woman in the home is compromised. Like uh, it's not a 30 year old woman. Uh, between her ears necessarily now chronologically she is so the supervisor part as you were talking that through i thought the one thing the supervisor might could do in this situation is step into the line of fire for the letter writer so the letter writer can say uh melanie I think he said Melanie is the name we shall give this gal. Say, Melanie, look, uh, my supervisor, Rick, he is not allowing me to do this, but he said I can do the 30 minutes or whatever the letter writer is comfortable with because I, I do think he wants to have some contact with her. But say, uh, Rick said because we are watched by the, the government or our governing body for my license, whatever, or the, even the um, – 
the uh, governing body for whoever the home has to report to. Everybody gets monitored by somebody. Anyway, say that they uh, have told me I have to block you in the meantime because uh, this is not tolerable behavior. So I'm going to block you, and uh, it's not personal, but I will see you on Tuesdays and Fridays at 2 o'clock. We'll uh, either get together or we'll have a Zoom meeting or whatever is allowable. But blame Rick for that. And at least have Rick be useful for something in this equation. But I do think he should take care of himself, the letter writer, James. But I also think, ah, instead of flipping genders, let's say that you, this is an 8-year-old you're dealing with rather than a 30-year-old. And I don't know what her mental age is or if that's even relevant. But it seems like to be in a home she's compromised to the point that she's not able to live on her own. And because of that limitation, it's not really a 30-year-old we're, we're, we're grappling with here when we come to these kinds of decision points. Yeah, and obviously I'm not saying she's a supervillain or anything. You know, obviously she does not know what she's doing, clearly. But I, again, I think the top priority is the letter writer taking care of himself. I wonder if another solution is if, if there's a supervisor, presumably there's more than one caseworker here. You don't usually get a supervisor for just one person. So that implies oh, sure. there's yeah. other people there. So maybe they can they can switch and maybe uh, this, this lady won't be interested in the other person and the harassment will back off that way because if the harassment is constant enough that, that she's messaging him at home, uh, I wonder if, you know, that behavior is just going to continue in any capacity when he has contact with her, even if it's limited, even if it's just these 30-minute Zoom meetings. So I wonder if the uh, if the best policy wouldn't be a clean ba- break and say, hey, let's let's swap uh, let's swap clients here. You handle this one. I'll handle somebody else, and we'll just go on our special way. Uh, not special. So, That's yeah, not yeah, bad. So yeah, it's not something along those lines. Yeah, and obviously uh, Rick and the letter writer know this gal and the situation better than you and I do. So if that seems appropriate, I think that's a perfectly reasonable solution. All right. Well, you, if you have a question you'd like to send in and have us answer, send that in to James Breakwell at ExplodingUnicorn.com. That's Exploding Unicorn with the E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be parent-child, co-workers, caseworker-client, whatever you've got. Send it in, and we'll take a crack at it. This has been another episode of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 Minutes of Your Life. You'll never get back. <laughs>